Well, all right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheMetalDen.com. It is February 15th, 2023, Wednesday. Hope you're all doing good out there and having yourself a a good day. Uh, Of course, we just had uh, Valentine's Day yesterday. Maybe you spent some time with a loved one or your significant other. Hopefully you, you didn't cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to talk about some of the crazy things going on in the world of heavy metal. And of course, in the uh, world of the occult, all the different investigating that I'm doing on so many different cases tied to the occult. We're going to get more deeper into all that. But <clears throat> what we're going to talk about right now is the, the ongoing story that continues to grow and, and catch fire in Motley Crue camp, and that is the um, the story about Mick Mars being fired. Now, Mick Mars had originally, we were told uh, by Nikki Six and Motley Crue camp that he he was being removed and replaced from the band due to his his back problem and the age, the aging uh, difficulty, of course, and and the problem that he's had with the uh, this the spine condition. So that's what that was being sold to us as. Well, now what's coming out is that potentially that it looks like Mick, and this is being this is being verified and backed up by John Karabi, okay, who was the ex Motley Crue singer, saying that that Mick was actually shown the door that he was fired by Nikki Six, and the word coming out is that this was done because of Mick Mars's decision to move forward with doing his uh, solo debut solo album. So that's what this is all about. You can learn more at TheMetalDen.com. And I know Max 102 uh, WMQX FM radio station in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Tory there had said, wow, just wow. Uh, you know, Motley Crue fired Mick Mars. You be the judge. So this story is blowing up. A lot of people are checking out all around the, uh, the web. Um, I will play a snippet from my latest radio interview on FM rock radio station WQE 99.1 in Atlanta, Georgia with my buddy Ryan O'Neill. Uh, we talk about some, some of this stuff, the Motley Crue stuff, but we also uh, get, get talking into some of the different investigations that I'm working on. All right, before we get rocking with some music, let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about uh, stories you're going to find over at the Metal Den site, as well as my uh, uh, personal site, randyrocketcody.com. You've got Emperor will be playing the U.S. again after 15 years. So they haven't been uh, here in the United States in that long, 15 years. That's pretty amazing. They'll be coming back. So definitely check out their uh, their pages for, for all that updated information, as well as the metalden.com. I'll give you the full report. Uh, Messe Mortuary has uh, debuted an EP on their uh, 12-inch vinyl uh, option. So you've got that format available to you. I and mean, that's a popular thing, the vinyl. So. And that comes off their uh, highly anticipated debut EP, Nocturnal Demonic Visitation. In Flames has dropped a new lyric video. 
Uh, you can check that out. Motley Crue has posted the first footage of them performing with John Five, and I'll tell you what, it takes suck to a, it takes the meaning of suck to a whole new level. I mean, just wow. Uh, it does not look at all like the Motley Crue that we grew up loving. And um, everybody had mostly resisted the John Karabi era, right? It didn't wasn't a commercial success. So everyone's really has, has always accepted Vince Neil as as the front man and and who? Mick Mars on guitar. So Mick Mars not being there and we're only just getting started, folks. I mean, we're talking these couple shows that they just performed here in, uh, in the United States were small shows, 7,000 seaters. So th this is this is kind of showing that, you know, Nikki Six is now showing us his hand, isn't he? Because if this had to be all planned and scheduled, he knew, he knew <clears throat> that what was going on from the disaster of the first 36 dates on the stadium tour, that that was get, that that was going to have some kind of an effect with the ticket sales, compounded by what was uh, divulged by TMD before anybody else on on the premier site level about this Mick Mars being replaced by John Five. So that footage is available to check out of Motley Crue performing with John Five. He's dancing around like he's in a disco band. I don't know what that's about. I, I really love the way that Mick looked like this. You know, he looked like this imposing horror figure, like a horror movie character, Just, but just standing there, you know, literally not moving much, but playing that guitar like a wizard. And I just, I don't like the whole, I don't want to say fruity, but it looks fruity, the way that John Five is dancing around. Call me what you want, you know. Call, can't you call uh, dancing around and being happy gay? It's you're having a gay time. That's what it looks like with John Five on the stage. Uh, less jumping and bouncing around like you've just met Liberace for the first time, and more get down to, to just focusing on playing that guitar for us, okay, John Five? Wow. Okay, well, uh, we've got Arch Enemy has debuted a new music video. Uh, Megadeth has some Australian tour dates they've announced with In Flames. And Suicide Silence has released a new music video. So you got all sorts of different stories at TheMailDen.com to check out. Of course, uh, over at uh, RandyRocketCody.com, you, you've got my uh, my latest reporting. The one that you know continues to be talked about is the uh, report for the Bigfoot and the people missing in the national parks all across uh, America. So you know, check that out if you haven't. As well, we've got the Frazzle Drip Deep Dive, the true story that nobody wants to read, uh, which ties in the whole Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington uh, saga of uh, what is believed to be a, a double uh, rock star suicided situation where the, both these guys were uh, set up to be murdered and, and made to look like suicide. So definitely want to check all that out. Um, that that story is available at randyrocketcody.com. And you've got the subscription of $9.99 for both sites. Get you unlimited posts for the month, okay? All right, well, um, we're going to get rocking with some music here in just a moment. One last thing I want to say is I want to give a shout-out to my brother, uh, Jay, out uh, here in Texas with his family. Uh, we're going to be hooking up here in the next week, uh, spending some time together. Looking forward to that, brother. Uh, want to shout-out 
to my wife. Thank you again for that wonderful Dolly Parton cake you made me for uh, uh, for Valentine's. Thank you so much. Love you. And I want to send out a uh, shout out to Andy from Total Eclipse, uh, Chris from Nynamia, uh just uh, Christian from uh, uh, Phoenix Rising. Uh, all sorts of different uh, peeps out there in, in, the, in the metal world that have my back and continue to support the MetalDan.com and my work at RandyRocketCody.com. I thank you so much. All right, let's get rocking with some music.
continue to talk about all this controversial stuff because that's the freedom of speech in this country. Isn't that what it was based on? Go on, brother. Hold on. All right. 30,000 plug company worldwide on the shoutcast. Shout it out loud. Back up on the French radio network. And I'm about to report that to you guys. But Earth Rock Radio, thank you for being on with us. And we're back on the fridge. Shout cast shout out loud across our network dials in the British Columbia Isles of Canada. Earth Rock Radio and WQEE. But to my haters, listen up. That's right, I am the man around here, whether they like it or not. We're back up on the Spreaker and across the Georgia Communication, the family radio station in East Alabama, West Georgia, including right here at the only live radio station all day long, the heartbeat of Metro Atlanta, 99.1 FM, the key, WQEE. All right, we is, I don't know what happened there. I apologize to some of my listeners out there. They reported that, oh, the Spreaker said it wasn't working. I don't understand whether it was on your end or my end, but it was. I, I came out of it and came back in for you guys and everything, and I reported to the stockholders and whoever's over there. All right, let's get back to it. I, things like uh, it wasn't mess me up on this, going into this show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest this morning. Now, for the second Wednesday in a row, he is the biggest name in heavy metal news and the owner-operator and the man that knows everything of the metal den, please welcome Randy Rocket Cody. What's up, Randy? Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going good. I, I don't know if they just don't want you and I to talk. I don't know what's going on here this morning. <laughs> always give me some great information. We always have a great show. And my listeners love when you come on. Great. Thank you. And then all of a sudden, right like five minutes before I get ready to start this show with you, I get reports that are oh, we, we're we're down on one of the networks. Well, I'm 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 you know I'm the guy that everyone loves to hate. You know what I mean? That, that I've got I've got all the goods on everybody, and uh, and I'm not afraid to to tell it to this world. And so you know it's it's okay. I've been dealing with this. I've, this is 18 years this month. I've been I've been running the metal den, and uh, well, okay. this has been going on the whole time. It's disrespectful when there's a bunch of lunatics out there to say all kinds of things don't even have anything to back it up with. And you and I sit around, and, and I know that you have a lot of stuff to back it up with, especially we're going to talk about Motley Crue first and uh, Mick Mars and everything. And you were saying this month before every other metal, so-called metal magazine or metal online, whatever they are now, uh, was saying about the Motley Crue situation with Mick Mars leaving and everything like that. So... Let's go ahead and get into that. Let's talk a little. Let's, 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 let's get into what we're going to talk about and first kick it off with some music news and some of my favorite music news all about Mick Mars. Let's, what's going on in the Motley Crue camp? Well, uh, yeah, you, you had brought up the uh, the whole situation that happened last um, last year in November, uh, late late in the year, right right at the end of the uh, stadium tour dates uh, for North America. There's 36 dates that they did. Um, Mick Mars was removed from the band. Now they they positioned it after I exposed it. Okay, and it took two more weeks after I put it out there. Everyone told me you're you're full of it. It's it's a hoax. You're 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 a big jerk. Mick Mick is Motley Crue. He's not out of the band. Well, I doubled down. I gave them an actual uh, the guy Jason Green who leaked the information. 
he's he's an outsider. He's not in Motley's camp. Okay, so he was he's he's a, and he'll probably never be able to to report anything significant ever again because he leaked that story and I got it. I took it. It originated from Metal Sludge, which is just a little glam metal site. Doesn't have the kind of distribution that I have worldwide. But once I put it out, that thing blew up. Went all across the iHeart stations, all across America. It was so big, such a big monster. At the same time that, that Nikki Six and the crew had uh, announced that they they uh, were doing the world tour, going to extend more touring overseas with this, and uh, and it, and and it was just egg on his face, man. He had to finally. It was eleven days actually. He finally put out through Variety. They didn't even announce anything on on their page until they put out through Variety to combat this monster. That he was indeed out of the band, and that that Rocket was right again. And, you know, Mick is not in the band. And so the main thing that happened was the uh, the speculation immediately began. Well, what happened? You know, they said it was his his uh, his spine disease, which, you know, other people in the industry came out to say, including John Karabi, that that that's not the case, that he he fully believes that that Nikki Six is lying to the fans and that Mick was fired. Now, the story that I had just put out yesterday at the metalden.com is indeed right. that Mick Mars was fired, and he was fired over his solo album. That makes that makes sense right there. Dude, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's what my source is telling me coming from, and this is coming from inside the crew's camp. So yeah. that's that's how big the story is. Now, what that means is is that Nikki Six is uh, he's 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 the leader of the he's the founder of the band. He's the leader of the band. And so he, as far as all the moves that are made, it starts with him. And basically, from what I'm being told is he was pissed off all along about Mick Mars releasing a solo album that would steal now, any question, any thunder from Motley Crue, you know? Yeah, my question, Randy, is Nikki Six did some stuff with 6 a.m. solo. Tommy Lee did some solo stuff. Well, Vince tried to do some solo stuff. How come Mick was the only member of Molly Crew? I know he never did anything until now. That why would he be so against Mick having a solo album? Apparent, apparently, what what's going on is uh, Ryan is that Mick and and Nikki have been having some infighting themselves going on now for a while. And what I'm being told is that uh, that Mick has not been happy with the situation in terms of the music uh, output for Motley Crue. Motley Crue has not released, from what I am being told, and John Karabi confirms this, okay? And he's, he's been going all around the place doing interviews confirming all this. He's saying, John Karabi is saying that Mick has not performed on a Motley Crue album since the start of the 90s, since, since Dr. Feelgood. So we're talking going back all, all the way to the, you know, that uh, the Motley Crue uh, self-titled album that John Karabi was hired for after they fired Vince Neil the first time, right? Yep, I remember that. Okay, well, that was all John Karabi. Uh, and and, and, and he, he's saying that John Karabi is saying that he wrote and he actually filed a $4 million lawsuit. It was well publicized that he wrote 80% wrote and performed 80% of the material, not just for that album. But the, the the one that came after it, that, that Vince came back and appeared on. Okay. Oh, really? Yes, sir. So we're talking, we're going back now, we're going back 33 and a half years at this point that, that Mick right, Mars right. has apparently not actually played on an album. Now, perhaps that's where the where the, the, uh, the conflict is, is going on. 
that Mick has felt all along that, look, he was a, he was one of the founding members of Motley Crue. He is the, the, the iron hand of rhythm in, in that band. It certainly isn't uh, Tommy Lee getting caught fake, fake playing the drums with a backing track. Um, so, you know, th that's where the problem is, it lies, is that uh, Mick was not happy with the output. Motley Crue has not allowed him to put out, um, you know, the music that he wants to put out. So he's had all of these tracks. that are they're really heavy from what I'm being told now. Uh, report just came out via Blabbermouth that uh, totally substantiates all this, that there's, they're going forward with, they're going to put out this Mick Mars album. There's a country singer. I have no idea who the hell he is because I don't listen to country music respectfully. Right, right. And, but he's a country singer apparently that's worked with, with uh, Mick in the studio. And, and they've got uh, Ray from Corn, Luzier, uh, is going to play the drums. And, oh, my God, really? Yeah. So, oh, that's good. And I hear it's heavy. I hear it's real, real heavy. I hear it's it's like thunderous, like the how the Motley Crue used to sound. You know, they're not okay. they're not covering Madonna. You know, so uh, yeah. you know, so this is this is real rock and roll, and that's what that's no what's going to happen here is we're going to see a real rock and roll show with Mick Mars once and for all, and he's going to show up these dudes in Motley Crue. That's what you just said. That's the problem right there. That's why the Nikki Six is. It's feeling insecure because yeah. this group Nick is put together is a group of professional musicians and better musicians than what Motley Crue is. I love, don't get me wrong, nothing against the crew, but when you can compare, compare Tommy Lee to Ray, that's a whole different level, bro. Yeah, a different totally level. different contest, man. I mean, he, he, he can't even compete. And the, the bottom line is, is that, look, you know, this is the rock and roll industry. This is a music industry. You put out music, whether it's one every two years or if you're like a, uh, you know, like a Metallica every five to eight years, whatever. They're getting ready to put out an album. Right. So the bottom line is, is that that's that's what this is about. This is about being a real rock and roll star, not resting on the laurels of, of, of the past. And which is what Motley Crue's doing. This is a big cash grab. A lot of the, the you know insiders and, and the movers and shakers of this industry, like myself, really feel that that's what's going on here. Um, same, same in the case with Pantera, you know, now they're talking, Pantera's talking about, they're going to release some music. Well, you know what? You're not releasing new music without using those, uh, uh unfinished Dimebag and, uh, and Vinnie Paul Abbott tracks that were meant for the, uh, final pants, uh, or damage plan album. But they, they said they, they were going to get rid of Pat Lackman. They were going to quit that whole thing. And they're going to try and take these tracks and make it. A, a, a final Pantera or a comeback Pantera album, I'm being told there's about five, six, or eight tracks, somewhere between there, that they're in the Whoa. can, and they just need... Yeah, they're bro, and I, I'm telling you, it's Pantera. Dimebag himself said in some interviews leading up to his death that he's going back to the old school. That means he's going back to the groove metal, the real true groove metal, thrash groove sort of sound that Pantera is known for. These tracks are blistering. They're ready to go. We just need Philip and uh, Rex to do their bass and their vocals, and it's a done deal. So if they're if they're well, even they thinking do of doing that. that, they're going to be in a lot of trouble with a lot of fans because that's some sacred stuff right there. You don't put out a Pantera album, you know, with without without these uh, the Abbott brothers involved. They were Pantera. Exactly. Well, you know what I'm saying? I've been I've been thinking about this with Zach and Charlie. To me, I, like I said last time, I think Zach, Charlie, Rex, and Phil could put an album out under a different name. And it would be a fantastic album, and and that's what they should do. They 
something under a different name and not put it under the Pantera name. This tribute they're doing is fantastic. Fans love it. It's great. That's what we want to hear. If we've got Abbott Brothers music, let's add to it, sell another album. Let's do that. Let's do that and dedication. And then if they want to work with Zach and Charlie on a separate album, I'll be down with that as long as they call it something else. Absolutely. I think that's what a lot of the fans feel. And, uh, you know, we're going to see how this develops because those tracks are real. I've confirmed through my sources that are in, in Vinnie Paul's camp. Uh, my wife is, uh, is, is old school from this, from this area and, and, and actually hangs with those guys. I mean, she was just hanging with uh, Cap uh, Brooks, the one who was held by Nathan Gale at the, at the shooting. You know, so uh, these these guys, you know, we've, we've uh, gotten all the word that these are real tracks. They do exist. Vin, Vinnie Paul himself said that the, before his death that they were going to come out. Uh, but there was no word on exactly how it was going to be done. But look, the bottom line is look, you're going to go out there and you're going to what was it I had asked for was one tribute show. Now, whether that's mm-hmm. one tribute show that you, you have a big, massive concert with a bunch of different guest guitars, however you do it, or you do it like how you have set guys come in like uh, Charlie and Zach, that's fine. But now they're, they've just uh, put out that they're, they're doing a whole North American tour as Pantera. And that they're Sterling Whitfield guy saying that, oh, we're going to, there's potential for new music. Well, listen up. You, you need to rethink that and reevaluate that. Because if you're there thinking of putting out some Pantera music and not using these, uh, these unfinished uh, Abbott Brother tracks, you're going to have some hell to pay. It is. We're going to take a break and come back and get ready to get into our uh, our, our, our subject today, which we're going to do a little bit of that because so I want to lead them to your page to read the whole story. But uh, one more note I want to say on this. They should do a tribute. I agree with you like that. What did Food Fighters do when Taylor Hawkins died? They did a tribute. They brought a bunch of drummers in, and they did a tribute. Now, they are planning on doing a a future Food Fighters uh, album and tours and stuff, but there's no one I think could replace Taylor except for his son. Have you heard anything from the Food Fighters camp as of lately? Well, you know, I have not. I mean, in terms of I can tell you that you look at the Lincoln Park situation, you know, with with Chester Bennington since he passed in 2017. They have not released any new music. And, And Mike Shinoda says they do not plan I'm releasing any, any new uh, future new music without Chester. Uh, there's a song that's going to be coming out called Lost that was just announced on Twitter by uh, by Mike that uh, apparently comes from uh, from from one of their past albums. It's going to come out here shortly. So, you know, look at that and, and look at what's going on with this situation and how much of a cash grab can this can this turn out to be? How much how much egg do you want on your face going forward in your career? How can you look yourself in the mirror when you're not really fully honoring something when you know that you've got these tracks?
There has always been a certain level of drama surrounding Motley Crue, however, this may just take the cake. Now, as many of you may know by now, Motley Crue's legendary drummer Tommy Lee broke four of his ribs just before the beginning of Motley Crue's absolutely epic, the stadium tour, with some ticket packages costing upwards of $4,299. This tour was meant to be a massive, massive comeback for Motley Crue following their previous breakup as well as multiple years of delays due to world events. On the first show of the tour, Lee would play a couple of songs at the beginning of the band's performance. However, he would later let the audience know that he had broken his ribs and that Tommy Clefettos would be filling in for the rest of the performance. Lee, however, did not disclose exactly how he broke his ribs, and the alleged reason may shock you. Website TheMetalDen.com would report that they received a tip as to how exactly Tommy broke his ribs. A source close to the band would report that a fight broke out during the band's final day of rehearsal between Tommy Lee and Vince Neil. A fight that would ultimately, allegedly, cause the injury to Lee. The anonymous source would report, quote, Tommy was making jokes about Vince's weight problem, and he just kept calling the singer derogatory names like Fat Boy and Vince Neil during band practice, escalating to a big confrontation between the two. Prior to the beginning of the tour, Vince Neil was under immense scrutiny regarding his poor physical condition, which ultimately meant that his singing was not up to par where it should be for shows of this caliber. However, it was later reported that Vince Neil would be getting into the best shape of his life with a revolutionary fat-burning and muscle-building device. Now, it's understandable that a vocalist's voice ages, it changes with time, and ultimately, the performance of that voice declines. However, like I mentioned before, when you're paying over $4,000 for a wild side ultimate package for the tour, fans would want to see Vince Neil in tip top shape. Apparently, Tommy Lee did not think that Vince had put in the time and effort necessary to go on this tour. He voiced his grievances and ultimately paid the price. If these rumors are in fact true, Tommy should have definitely taken a more constructive route to voice his thoughts, shall we say, to vocalist Vince Neil. Violence, of course, is never the answer, and Tommy Lee is no doubt heartbroken to have to sit out most of these shows that everyone, including the band, has been highly anticipating for years now. What about you? What are your thoughts? Given what we all know about Motley Crue, do you think that these rumors could be true? Or is it all just hearsay? Make sure you sound off in the comment section below. For more rock and metal news, make sure that you subscribe to Heavy and turn on notifications so you don't miss a thing. Thank you so much to our shout out crew over on Patreon. And our shout out crew VIPs, Roger Zuniga. If you want to join the shout out crew over on Patreon, the link will be in the description below.
fired up. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight racing at the Fishway Drive Strip. We've got fuel drive-thrus, sensational funny cars, wild real standards, and those fire-breathing jet cars. Hang on to your hats, because we're just about ready to get all fired up. Cody.